Welcome. Welcome to Kim's Wellness Space, the podcast. This podcast is all about my passion for yoga and for wellness. During these episodes, I will share my thoughts and experiences of how to live a full life of sparkle and energy in my 50s. It is my passion that everybody should be winning at wellness no matter your age. Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast. I really hope you enjoy it. Let's get stuck in. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Kim. This is Kim's Wellness Space. Welcome. So if you are new here, hello. I hope you enjoy what you listen to today and please go back and listen to previous episodes. There's loads of information there. If you are a regular listener, thank you so much for coming back and listening to today. Um, Today we're going to talk sleep. Now I have talked sleep before on the podcast but like all things I think that repetition is really important and the more we hear things the more we take in so we might hear the same sentence a hundred times but each time we hear it from somebody else um, or the words might come out in a different um, sentence then we take different information in don't we and we you know it's like anything, isn't it? You can hear the same thing over and over again, and then someone else will say it all of a sudden. You'll be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I think I might have heard that before, but that really makes sense the way that person said it. So I think repetition is really important. Um, and so it's and, – and sleep is really important. So it's something that I wanted to revisit because um, without sleep, our bodies just don't function, and they don't function properly – and part of feeling well, feeling energized, feeling amazing is that your body is functioning at the best it can. And if we don't have sleep or enough good sleep, um, it just can't function. It can't do basic things like we can't remember things. We can't hold information. We can't think clearly. Our actual bodily functions don't work as they should because our body is tired our body needs the sleep it's so important and so oh excuse me um we need to know why sleep is good for us but we need to know what we can do to enhance our routines so that we get really good sleep um because especially if you're a menopausal woman um brain fog can be a massive problem for us and actually lack of sleep makes brain fog worse and being in that menopausal whether it's pre or post sleep can sometimes elude us so the more things that we can do to help ourselves sleep the better it's going to be all the way around because there's loads and loads of us that are in this um, pre and post menopausal place that are regularly awake in the middle of the night not for any particular reason it's just that we are awake and it can be super frustrating but if you get frustrated with it it gets worse because it like anything when you get agitated your body reacts in different ways and then you're never going to be able to sleep are you and there's there's different ways of um dealing with that 
actually, I wasn't going to talk about that, but I think as I'm going that way, I'm going to spend some time talking about that a little bit. So if you are this um, in this pre or post menopause and sleep is eluding you and you're waking up in the middle of the night, let's just visit that for a moment about what you can do to help yourself to get back to sleep. So there are there are a couple of trains of thought. There are some of us that will say, well, I'm awake. I might as well get up and do something. I'll go and have a cup of tea. I used to do that a lot. I don't do it so much now because we have three dogs. And I know damn well that if I get up and go downstairs, the dogs will wake up. They want to be outside. And then well, I might as well have woken up the world. So I don't tend to do that anymore. Um, probably if we didn't have the dogs, I would go downstairs and make a cup of tea. Um some people have thoughts that run through their heads and so they like to just sit up, note everything down, get it out of their heads and then they're able to go back to sleep. Other people, um, like something that I do now is that I always listen to an audio book when I go to sleep. So I'll just put my audio book on again and I'll just listen to that until I gradually fall asleep. I think the biggest um, thing that helps me is that I don't fight it and I don't get frustrated. Like if I'm awake, I'm like, okay, I'm awake. My body wants to be awake at the moment. That's fine. And I'll just accept it. And if I drift back off to sleep, amazing. And if I'm just laying, listening to my audio book and I don't go back to sleep, that's also fine. It, you know, it's not a problem. Um, it doesn't happen all the time. But as soon as we get frustrated and as soon as we try and fight it and as soon as we try and make ourselves go back to sleep, it, it doesn't work. Sleep doesn't come. I read a really good article a couple of years ago now um, that said that actually back when we were cavemen, it was very normal. You know, before we had watches, before we had all the constraints of time and date and calendar and, you know, we were controlled into doing all these things that we should be doing. When we were just living much more naturally with the world you know getting up when the sun got up going to bed when the sun goes down that kind of thing that actually everybody woke up at about two three o'clock and were awake for a while and it was a social thing and people would eat and drink and chat and do all the social things that people do and then they'd go back to sleep again for a few hours um and when I read that I thought that's really interesting because the more that I live my life without the man-made things and the more I live my life in tune with the moon cycle you know getting up with sunrise starting to wind down when the sun goes down the more I do that the more I find that my body it's not going backwards but it it is recognizing those nature natural things that that are just built into us that we you know it's just a primal thing I guess and so I did go through quite a long period of time of waking up at three o'clock in the morning. And I was like, OK, well, fine. Maybe my body just thinks that I should be up having something to eat and chatting. And that's fine. So I don't think my husband would appreciate it if I'd got up and cooked a full meal and wanted to chat to him. But definitely by just taking the pressure off myself and going, OK, well, this is just normal. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I'll just listen to a book until I fall back to sleep. I found that I went back to sleep really much easier. It was it was really interesting. So if you're someone that has experience are experiencing that and find that they get you're getting frustrated, just allow yourself to go with it. Just take that frustration away. Just think, okay, I, I'm awake. It's fine. This is what my body wants to be doing. And then you'll hopefully, because you've removed that trying so hard, you'll find that you do actually um, 
just naturally go to sleep. Um, so what can we do to help ourselves get a really good night's sleep? Well, one of the things we can do is to go to bed at the same time every night and get up at the same time in the morning, regardless of the sleep in between, um, which can be quite hard to start with, especially if you want to be getting up with sunrise um, or you know, maybe you're just going back to work and your work hours, you have to be at work early. So you've got to get up, say, at five o'clock. Let's let's use that as an example. It's going to be difficult to start with. The first week or so, your body is not going to like you. But it will get used to it and it will get used to it relatively quickly if you stick at it so that every night you go to bed at the same time and every morning you're up at the same time. And I'm sure you've heard of Mel Robbins and her 54321, but actually that really works. You know, your alarm goes off, you count yourself down and you get up and out of bed. You don't think about it. And that really helps, you know, that, that oh, I'll just stay here a little bit longer or I'll just press snooze. Although it feels lovely in that moment, it doesn't help us at all. Our body likes to have the regular um up and getting up and going to bed that really helps us regulate our circadian rhythm the other thing that really helps is sunlight and we've talked about this so much before I know but getting out getting that sunshine on your face going into your eyes not staring at the sunshine and blinding yourself but just being outside so that sunlight is going in your eyes that sends a signal to your brain so that your sleep hormone stops and your waking up hormone starts that's very simplistic, but that's basically what happens. And so the, if you can do that every day, then that also helps your circadian rhythm. So you're getting in that rhythm. Your body knows, OK, this is my cue for being awake. or This is my cue for going to sleep. And that helps that rhythm so that in the end, you don't really have to think about it. Your body already knows what's coming and it's getting itself settled down. One of the other things that the biggest thing that I did that really helped my sleep was to get an eye mask. And I've always been someone that likes it when it's really dark. I don't, I'm not very good at sleeping if it's bright. And um, where we live, we don't have um, any light pollution. So the nights are dark apart from when it's like full moon. And then the full moon can be so bright. It's like someone has turned a light on. Um and also in this day and age, we have, you know, all the Alexas and alarm clocks and different things. So they all have that blue light. So actually, it can, there can be quite a lot of light in your bedroom. So for me, putting an eye mask on is another layer of telling my brain it's nighttime. I'm going to sleep now. Um, another great way of really helping this is like not having a mobile phone next to your bed and not scrolling before you go to sleep. We want to do all of those things to start ourselves feeling really cozy and snuggly and so that our body knows, oh yeah, this is bedtime and we're slowing down. So they say, don't they, a good hour before you go to bed, get rid of the phone so that your brain stops having that particular light going in and it knows that sleep is coming and then you know you can I always plug my phone in away from me um and then I put my eye mask on I turn on my audio book and my brain knows that I'm going to sleep and I very rarely listen to my book very long now these days and I love I have to tell you I love Harry Potter like I'm a huge Harry Potter fan so I have all the Harry Potter books downloaded and I listen to them one after another on repeat so at the moment, I think I am listening to The Goblet of Fire. But I love that because I really like the story. I like um, listening to the audiobook, But also I know that if I fall asleep, 
it doesn't matter because I know the story. I know what happens. And so the next night I can just press play and off it goes. And it doesn't matter if there's, you know, I fell asleep and a little bit of it because I haven't missed it. I've listened to it before. And I go all the way through and when I get to the last book, and then I start again on book one and off I go again. It just works so well. I know it probably sounds a bit weird to some of you, but it just works for me. And that's the thing, isn't it? You've got to do what works for you. I know people that listen to rain sounds to help them relax and go to sleep. I know other people that like meditations. I actually tried to do a sleeping meditation. Um, this just shows you how, it, how we're all different and you have to find what works for you. So I did this thing where... Um, it was a week and there was different meditations every night and some of them were really short and then there were other ones that were really long and the short ones were fine um, and I listened to them and then I went off to sleep and it was okay but when it came to the first day of the long one and it was really long it was like four hours um, and I did think oh, I won't listen to much of that because it's four hours I'll be asleep within 10 minutes but it was like the first 20 minutes was just repeated over and over and over and over again, which it doesn't really matter, does it? You, didn't, you, you wouldn't think that that was a big thing because I'm going to be asleep, aren't I? But actually, my brain was listening and I, it woke me up because I was thinking, I've already heard this. It's just it's repeating what, what, I, what I've already heard. And I had to turn it off because it actually kept me awake. And it's that, you know, that's really weird, isn't it? That's supposed to be very soothing. A lot of people absolutely swear by that, but it annoyed the hell out of me. So again, that's just another example, I suppose, really, of the fact that you can't do what works for someone else. You have to do what works for you. And this is no different. So, you know, we all hear lots and lots about our morning routines and how morning routines are really important. Nobody really ever talks about a bedtime routine unless you're a child and children have bedtime routines but then as adults we lose them don't we and if you think like if you're someone that has children or you have grandchildren you know that you know you have that little bit of um time in the evening don't you where they've had their dinner and then maybe they have a little bit of a play and then it's like bath time and read a book and everything begins to calm and you close the curtains and then hopefully if you're lucky they go off to sleep they don't always but hopefully they do but then when we get to adults, we don't do that, do we? We sit in the evening, we watch telly, we scroll, maybe we have a phone call, we maybe eat something and we drink and then we just shut everything off, go to bed and then wonder why we're not going to sleep. But we haven't had that nice, slow entrance in. Like we wouldn't do that to our children, but we do it to ourselves. It's strange. It's like we forget, isn't it? Um, and also, I think when you're told... Um, you need to have a routine. You've got to have a bedtime routine for it to work. It's a bit like the morning, like you need to have your morning routine. It's really off-putting and it can panic people, can't it? It's like, oh my God, it, that makes it sound like it's got to be complicated and what am I going to do? But actually, we all have a routine. You know, you have a routine now. You probably turn your lights off, make sure your door's locked. Um, you probably have a wee and clean your teeth maybe you put on your pyjamas, you know, we all do things before we get into bed. So you actually do have a routine. It's just about tweaking it and adding things in, like not being on your phone just before you go to bed, plugging your phone in somewhere else, maybe putting on an eye mask. Um, all of those little things, they help. And if you get really good sleep, 
Um, it's amazing. I've got some notes here. I was just going to have a look. I, don't, I, I, I moved them. I shouldn't have moved them, should I? See if I can quickly find them because I was going to list for you. Um, let's have a quick, if you're listening and not watching, I'm just flicking through my notebook because I wanted to, I had some really good notes that I was using for something else and I did think oh I could use them today and I can't find them now that's always the way isn't it because I've got a very good list of all of the things oh here we go here we go so let's have a look so uh having good sleep will help us with our alertness it will stop us feeling sleepy in the daytime, pretty obvious, but it helps us process information better, our memory is better, it reduces our brain fog, especially us that are in the menopause journey. Um, it can affect how stressed we're feeling, um, it can affect our mood, so if we haven't had good sleep, our mood may not be good. Um, it will impair our normal activities if we are and our decision making. So if we are tired, and I think that's that's a really good um, that's a really good point to think. So if you are on a weight loss journey, say for example, then really good sleep is going to be so beneficial to you because if you wake up having had a good sleep, you will make good decisions. So if you're planning to do a workout in the morning and you've had a really good night's sleep you definitely will be doing that workout and you'll be giving it your all which then makes you feel good then you'll make good food choices you're probably more in more likely to keep to your plan and everything just works really well if you are tired because you have had broken sleep or um you know you've had a few days of not very good sleep you will find that it'll be harder for you to get up in the morning. You may not do that workout because you're being a bit tired. Or if you do it, you don't really give it your all. You'll probably want to eat more sort of comfort foods. And so you can see that your day will take a different direction to if to if you've had really good sleep. Now, if you are a parent with really young children and you're listening to this, then I appreciate that you probably are not getting really good sleep because your children may be keeping you up. Um, but that is a whole nother conversation because that's just something that we do have to go through. And as mothers, we do seem to cope with it. Like we, you, it will, you will come out the other side of it. Um, but I would say in that situation, especially if your children are really young, um, then obviously your focus isn't going to be on uh, you in and weight loss or anything like that you're going to be focusing on nurturing your child and you know they say don't they that when your child sleeps you should sleep and so it's a, that's a completely different conversation so this would be for people that children have a good sleep um, regime and are not keeping you awake and you're concentrating on your own personal sleeping and um, the other things that happen when we um, have good sleep is that it can affect our blood pressure it can it can affect our weight like if we have bad sleep you can actually go up or if you're someone that weighs yourself on the scales your scales can go up by five pounds if you have not had good sleep I mean obviously you haven't put five pound on it's to do with the sleep but if you're someone that only jumps on the scales once a week say and you get on on that 
I don't know, whatever day of the week it is that you weigh and you haven't had very good sleep, it could be five pounds more than you're expecting. And you will then say, oh, God, now I've been trying to do everything and it's not working. And look at that. It's got to do with that. It's just the fact that you haven't had a good night's sleep. Um, it also affects our appearance. You know, we get dark circles. Our skin may look a bit dull. So sleep is it, it's there's so much good stuff coming out of sleep, isn't there? It affects us so much. And I'm oh, sorry, I was just moving my book. Um, yeah, so anything that we can do to help us get better sleep and good quality sleep is worth doing, isn't it? Absolutely. So if you are listening to this and you're thinking, oh, um, you know, my sleep isn't actually that good, wonder what I could do. Like, highly recommend getting the eye mask. Um you know, find that audio that helps you drift off, whatever it may be. Um, if you can, you know, stay off your phone before you go to bed. Amazing. Um, but yeah, sleep is so, so good. And while we're talking sleep, let's just acknowledge that rest is also part of this. And obviously we are resting while we're sleeping, but having rest days, resting between workouts, all that, that is really, really important and as important as the sleep like you need to have your rest and if you are overstressing your body then all of the things that come with bad sleep will come with because you haven't rested your body even resting in between reps when you're working out your body needs that time to recover before it goes again super important to acknowledge that so I hope that's helped I hope that you are now ready to go off and have amazing night's sleep tonight and um, thank you so much for listening. Next week, we are going to be on week uh, on episode 50. Can't believe that. That's amazing. So I can't wait to talk to you all again next week. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. I really hope you found it interesting and inspiring. If you want to know more about me, I'm on Instagram at Kim's Wellness Space. If you have enjoyed listening, please leave a review and share. Thank you again and speak to you very soon.